Hello, hello, and welcome back. Episode 112. And here we are again. Um, we had a little delay on the recording. I uh, had a little bit of a neighbor emergency, but um, all is well now. So, yeah, what's up with you? So, um, speaking of dogs, Jazz, uh, I, I dropped her off with my parents because I, I was gone most of January. So I picked her up and, like, she had, like, slipped on their vinyl floors. Well, I also have vinyl floors. Right. So she has been, like, deathly scared of vinyl floors for the past couple of days. Like, oh, no. She kind of got out of it today because she was, like, very food motivated. So, like, I just kept putting food on the vinyl floors, like, hoping she would walk and eat it and eventually she'd get over it well today like she actually showed progress and i was like thank god Ugh. <laughs> oh no she was gonna she's like permanently traumatized from the incident <laughs> yeah, she like it would be sad she'd like i'd take her out to pee and we'd come back to my apartment and she'd just like sit outside the apartment like i don't want to go in there i don't want to go in the bad place <laughs> oh poor jazz <laughs> oh my god that's like um uh, so I don't know if you've ever known like a greyhound, especially like a yeah a res- like a re- have you ever met like a rescued racing greyhound? No, I, I don't think I've met. That's like oddly specific, but yeah, no. Well, I don't no think okay, so it's actually pretty common because like oh really yeah. So greyhounds are like racing dogs, like for like illegal dog bedding and stuff. Like it's like pretty common. Um, and then but then like they get like they're not like in their prime anymore after like. Like, they're still pretty young, but, like, it, they're only in their prime for, like, a, for the first couple of years of their lives or whatever. And then they get, like, they basically just get, like, unceremoniously dumped, you know. So then, like, there's all these greyhounds that, like, for the rest of their lives, like, go into, like, rescues. And people will rescue them. So people, it's, like, a whole community. People are really into it. But anyway, we have friends here who have um, a rescued racing greyhound. Um, and he is just, like he's like terrified of everything like this poor dog like he and he's big too like you don't think greyhounds are that big but he is like huge he's a big boy and he's just like the gentlest giant he's he's so pure he's terrified of everything and like he he slipped on wood floors like literally once like he was like and now he like they have to have like rugs like like long like runner rugs (laughs) like literally in pathways all over their house otherwise kirby will be terrified just like in a corner like he will not walk around like he's like nope been burned before won't be doing that again like so poor little buddy i know he's like just absolutely traumatized by like life like this poor dog but he's like really sweet he has like two brain cells like he just he's he's, got two (laughs) like the definition of just like no thoughts just vibes like when you look at him you're just like there is like the lights are on but nobody's home like he is just like hi i'm kirby like that's <laughs> it like he's just <laughs> he's the funniest dog like he's such a weirdo but like yeah he's just absolutely terrified of everything so that's what it makes me think of so i'm really glad jazz like got over her fear and is not like you know permanently traumatized and going to have to walk around on rugs for like the rest of her life yeah, it's actually her squeaking, so I think she's hearing us talk about <laughs> I it. I hear her chiming in. She's like, I'm fine, guys. Everything's fine. Don't worry. <laughs> I think it's more like a fuck you for talking about me, Dad. Is she embarrassed that you told her secret? She is. She's like, she's like I'm no, a... I'm big and strong. I'm very brave. Like, I don't... got over it. You don't have to be rude about it. <laughs> yeah, like everything's cool, guys. It's not It's not a problem anymore. <laughs> right. Toy that doesn't squeak. There we go. Oh. <laughs> <Aww. laughs> 
<laughs> She's like, don't talk about it, Dad. <laughs> I know, that was actually funny. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> well, anyway, do we want to get into some stories? Yeah, we do. Um, let's see. You're up Excellent. first this week. I am. So I've got a real doozy to start us off with, which is just one of the best things I've ever read. All right. Um, <laughs> today I fucked up by revealing my bondage kink to my entire family. <laughs> Wife, kids, siblings, in-laws, nephews, etc. <laughs> oh my. That's a lot of people. <laughs> so many people. All right. Okay. I use a financial planning site called Smarty Pig for lots of things. Um, it's basically a goal-setting account, but you can set recurring payments so you can save for things by certain dates. One of those goals was saving over eight years for a trip to Disney World. My parents have a timeshare they never use in Orlando that could accommodate us all. Um, so two years' worth of timeshares are banked so that you can use two units in one year, etc. So that's all set. Um, so it would really just be the cost of the tickets. We do okay financially, so we decided eight years ago to save enough to take our extended family as well. We had talked to them about this over the years, planning with them to go as well, but not telling them that we were going to pay for the tickets. I had a recent opportunity to do some contract work for a large amount of money quickly and use that to finish the goal early. At a recent get-together for a birthday, we planned our big reveal, and we gathered everyone around my laptop for exciting news. With everyone around, I deftly, with no hesitation, using the muscle memory programmed into my hands for decades, typed hogtide.com instead of smartypig.com because apparently my brain thought pig and hog were close enough. <laughs> the silence after my rope kink burst forth in front of everyone was deafening. I had typed it too quickly but not so quickly that Chrome didn't betray me and you could see the familiar auto-completed URL waving to me like an old friend. I saw the glimpse of it right near the end, but my autopilot hands were just too fast. <laughs> oh, sorry, that's not it, was the best I could mumble. <laughs> <laughs> I could feel the eyes of my 10-year-old nephew searing with new thoughts and possibilities while his mom stood frozen like a statue. She looked at me like that Matrix character that pleads not like this before dying. <laughs> I went to the correct site. We explained that we had saved enough for tickets and everyone cheered and was happy. Not a single person ever brought up the other site again. It was too, too much. <laughs> Oh my god. Um, and then there's an edit. He says, so a couple of people have commented asking how my wife didn't know. She's had some sex trauma stuff in her past that would make BDSM pretty off-putting for her, so I've just kept this as my own thing. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, it's very funny, but to me also, I'm like, I don't know, like, it could have been an accident. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you could have just gotten the website wrong. Like, I've gone to weird websites before, so... Yeah, I yeah. wouldn't, like, assume he's just, like, really into bondage. I don't know. I think it was the fact that it auto-completed <laughs> and went automatically. <laughs> also, I love the fact that, like, his muscle memory, like, his brain just, like, shorted, and he's just, like, pig, hog, hog-tied, <laughs> like, and just, like, lizard brain took over. <laughs> Oh, boy. So, yay, they're going to Disney World. 
What well, good fun. for them. They know. <laughs> what a uh, wholesome time. <laughs> all right. Today I fucked up when I missed all the signs that my roommate was into me. Okay. Let's, uh, let's see what this is. Fairly short and sweet. Okay. My roommate moved out this morning. She's immigrating. The two of us have shared an apartment for almost two years. I've always been attracted to her, but I didn't want to be that guy who tried to fuck his first female roommate. So I did my best not to keep our relationship as platonic as possible. However, last night, being the last night my roommate and I were going to be roommates, I decided to tell her that I always thought she was attractive. I also made it clear that I didn't expect anything to happen. I just wanted to get it off my chest so we could laugh about it without worrying that it might be awkward the next day. My roommate playfully punched me on the shoulder and said she gave me so many opportunities. I had no idea what she was talking about, which prompted her to provide the following examples. One, when we were dancing in the club and the song finished, our faces were so close together, our foreheads were literally touching. But instead of kissing her at the moment, I apparently rolled my eyes back to my head and asked if I looked like Storm in the (laughs) X-Men. Okay, that's good. (laughs) We're not done. Two. When she asked me to show her what kind of porn I enjoyed watching, I showed her mine and she volunteered to show me hers. We were sitting on the couch watching people fuck and still I did nothing. Three, when I was hospitalized, she said she would be happy to nurse me when I got home, but only if I promised to wear nothing but my hospital gown. Four, when she asked me for a piggyback ride to her room when she was done showering and only wearing a towel. Five, when she confessed to sleeping in one of my shirts because I was away for the weekend and she wanted to feel close to me. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah, I could go on and on. It's a long list, but this is the top five for me. It seems so obvious now, but at the time I was fucking clueless. I think I was too focused on not crossing the line that my brain completely blocked out any signs of sexual chemistry. My roommate and I la- laughed about it, but deep down I was so angry at myself for losing out on what could have been a more exciting experience because I was unable to connect the dots. Um, he did post an update and kind of like made this one longer. So I'm not really going to read the whole thing, but essentially he talked to the roommate about it. Cause like, she's still in the same city that they're in. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they decided to try, have a go at things. Ooh. Okay. All yeah. right. So, so apparently funny. she asked him if he's a virgin. He said, yes. And so that is, explains a lot of why he oh, did. Poor baby. <laughs> yeah. She then, the thing in the club, do I look like Storm and X-Men? It's the best thing I've ever heard. <laughs> what a boner killer. <laughs> that is an ultimate boner it's a killer. definition. <laughs> like, if I was into someone and they did that, I would just be like, yeah, we, we're never talking ever You're again. like, well, okay, never mind then. <laughs> I can oh just God. go kill myself now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. So good. So good. Love uh... it. Well, I'm glad it maybe worked out for them. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they're going to have to go with things. They tried to kiss and then a grasshopper landed on him. So I don't know. I think the universe just doesn't want them to be these together. Are, but that's these are cursed. Yeah, there's nothing yeah. going on here. Oh, man. All right. My next one is, today I fucked up by bringing weed brownies to the family gathering. 
Which, like, just, come on, don't do that. Like, I just feel like, unless your family is real fucking chill, like, unless everyone's real cool, like, maybe don't bring weed brownies to a family gathering. But let's see what happens. Yeah, I don't really know if I want to see, like, beyond that, I just don't know if I want to see some of my family members, like, high. Like, that's... Yeah, I just feel like you don't need that. Like, unless you are from, like, a full-on stoner family and, like, everyone's in on it, like, I don't, I just don't think that's a great idea for anyone. All right. Um, so this took place yesterday. Um, some pretext. I made a potent batch of weed brownies last week. I'm actually super proud of them because they're basically my first attempt. Um, I did some rough calculations and I figured about 150 milligrams of THC per brownie. I have a pretty high tolerance and had eaten several over the past days. They were tasty and got me pretty baked just the way I like them. I had one left and was saving it for a special occasion. My stepmother was hosting a small Christmas Eve party at her house. So this is around Christmas time is when this happened. Um, So we packed our presents and rallied the kids into the car. Also, they have kids, too. (laughs) Like, so just come on. (laughs) Further complicating the equation. Um, Not that not that parents can't get high. Like, go for it. But I'm just saying, like, if you're if you're going to a family gathering, bringing your children, like, why are you also like having weed brownies? But I don't know. Well, yeah. Also, like, do the kids have access to it, too? Like, I don't know. Yeah, there's a a lot of questions here. Um, Okay, so rally the kids into the car. I grabbed my last brownie and decided to eat it when we got to the party. We arrive and unload everything, begin mingling, and the kids start playing. I was eating my snack in another room when, I'll call him Bob, happens to stroll by and see me snacking. Now, Bob is a pretty avid marijuana user as well and has a similar tolerance to me. We started chatting and I mentioned that I was eating a really strong pot brownie and offered him the last uh, quarter of mine. I clearly made the point that they were potent and Bob surely could handle this piece. He can and did. Um, so he takes his little fourth piece and starts eating it. We had our separate ways. About an hour later, I start hearing murmurs through the house that my stepmother isn't feeling well. I don't think too much of it initially, but after some time, Bob comes back to discreetly inform me that he had offered some brownie to my stepmother, someone that rarely uses marijuana. (laughs) Damn it, Bob. Why are you like this? (laughs) She had a bit of a panic attack once the effects started setting in and vomited. She was away in her bathroom having this episode with, and Bob was in there with her. The rest of our family patiently waited in the guest room without much of a clue as to what was going on. At 6 p.m., we were supposed to start opening presents and playing games, but more than an hour had passed while we all waited for my stepmother to reappear. I felt so terrible when I found out what had happened. She was never intended to have... Th- any of these edibles i couldn't believe bob had shared it with her perhaps on another occasion would have been better but this was not that time (laughs) my stepmother was all right again after about an hour um she was eventually able to calm down once i knew what was happening i sent her a brief but uninspiring text while also apologizing for the snacks ending up in her hands in the end my stepmother and i were baked and smiling the rest of the evening lots of laughs and joy was had despite such a bad mix-up just hours earlier I told Bob how dumb that was and that I won't be sharing edibles with him ever again. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Damn it, Bob. Why are you like this, man? Come on. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know. I think you should have made Bob like eat it in front of him. Like, I think you should have been like, oh, you want this? All right. We're going to eat it right here together right now. Like, <laughs> don't be handing out edibles at the family gathering. Just like, don't, you know? <laughs> yeah, especially to someone who like does it. That always really bothers me is I'm like, I don't really care what drugs you want to take. Like, I believe, like, 
whatever you want to do like that's you yeah but like I don't know to me like giving drugs to someone who doesn't know what they're taking is just like really sketchy and wrong like I really have issues with that yeah I don't understand people who ever want to like I don't know like try to trick people into taking drugs or taking like more than they're like used to or whatever like I just don't get how that's fun like I don't understand like why anyone would ever do that like I don't know like how is that a good time (sighs) yeah so, damn it, Bob. Don't be a Bob, everyone. Don't be a Bob. <laughs> uh, what's your next one? Okay, mine is, today I fucked up by submitting hardcore furry erotica instead of my final paper. Yes! Yes! Okay. I really love, like this one. Love a furry storyline. <laughs> this one's not really long. It's probably like more like medium length, so let's dig into it. Okay. So, I'm currently a fourth-year computer science student at a pretty respected university, and was looking to graduate this semester. One of the classes I was taking was a class in modern advancement and trends in the field of technology. While the class didn't require too much heavy lifting, it still was a higher level one and required a good amount of work. For our final, our professor had assigned us a 20-page research paper into current or possible future technology of our choice within the field. I did my paper on helium-3 power generation. I worked my ass off on this paper and in the end was super proud of it. The papers were due last night and at midnight, and I held off on submitting my final draft till the end to get the cleanest, get it as clean as possible. This is where I fucked up big time. Let me tell you a little bit about myself. I don't work a normal job. I tried it for the first year of school, and I really didn't like it. I've worked internships where they came up, but outside of that, I really didn't work. This is being the student really didn't mix well, though. So I had to make money some way. For the past three years, I've gotten on by writing hardcore erotica on commission. Specifically, for furries, I would write anything, any fetish, any premise, anything. In some parts of that community, I became really popular. At one point, I was making almost $2,500 on Patreon, along with the amounts I charge my customers. Am I proud of this? No. I have written some really disgusting stuff. But it paid I don't know. Bills. I would be a little proud of it, though, man. Like, I don't know. Like, don't sell yourself short. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, it sounds like that's a really impressive. good business. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you're looking for a side hustle, like, yeah. <laughs> no, like, I'd keep doing it after I graduate, honestly. It sounds great. Yeah. All right. I've really written some disgusting stuff, but it paid the bills and the money was too good to pass up. I told myself the minute I got a real job, I was cutting and running from this work. Well, this brings up to last night. I had not gotten any sleep for the past few nights. I had multiple projects due in the span of a few days. I was running on nothing but coffee and Rockstar. I was nothing more than a walking corpse, and I wanted to do nothing but sleep. I ended up doing my last read over my final paper and submitted it before sleeping. However, instead of submitting my final paper, I somehow submitted this one on commission I was working on. This commission was not light either. It was almost 10 pages long. It contains a variety of things, including vor and scat. I went to bed, submissions for the final locked, and my academic career was sentenced to death. Then in there, when I woke up this morning, I checked my grades for the other classes before noticing an email from my professor. All it says was to come to his office after class today. I want to fucking die right now. I don't know how I'm going to explain why instead of my final, I submitted hardcore erotic story with a wolfman jacking off into a dragon's stomach. But yeah, I fucked up big time. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. That's really good. And killed, killed me with that. Um, wow. Wow. So, uh, the update, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but essentially he did me with the professor. Uh, people on Reddit helped him by saying, hey, 
when you meet with them, bring a copy of your paper that we believes like this just doesn't stupid. So person did that uh, customer or the professor like acknowledged it, said, I really don't approve of what you do for money, but you know, it's your thing, whatever. Just submit your paper and we'll take it as is. <laughs> He's so. like, please just give me your paper. Like, I don't want to know. <laughs> Professor also said, yeah, I read through the first page and I was like, I'm not going to read any more of this. And I'm like, yeah, don't blame you. Oh my God. I love it. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. What a mix up. What a mix up indeed. Oof. All right. My last one. Today I fucked up by walking in on my parents doing the freaky and having my dad get mad at me for interrupting him. <laughs> That's funny. I, yeah. I like, I like that dad's point of view on that. Like, That's good. It's real good. I was in the middle of something. <laughs> I'm, I'm working here. <laughs> All right. I, a 21-year-old female, still live at home since I'm in college, so it's just me and my parents. My very expressive parents. Anyway, we have a sunroom off of the living room in our house where we keep our shoes and things. I was just enjoying my night, getting ready to go get food with a friend, when I heard a gasp from somewhere in the house. I know, I should have minded my own business, but alas, I'm a curious creature. I would totally be the first one to die in a horror film. I didn't know where my parents were, and the house was strangely quiet. It was already suspicious, but I had to finish my quest. I should not have. <laughs> I walked into the sunroom to the wonderful sight of my parents going at it like a couple of teenagers, one of them being named Randy, <laughs> on the couch that I sometimes sleep on. My mom yelled, don't look, like I already hadn't seen them trying to make me a sibling. <laughs> oh, no. I screamed sorry and quickly made my escape to think about my life choices. <laughs> This morning when I saw my parents, my dad looked me in my eyes and said, I can't believe you interrupted us last night. Like I meant to walk in on them. <laughs> He's been grumpy ever since. I do feel a little bit bad. <laughs> uh, yep. <laughs> I love the I love just the bold confidence of them just like, hey, we're busy here. Like, excuse you. <laughs> like, yeah, you, like, you live in our pay. house. Like, <laughs> You paying bills around here? Okay, well, we get to do what we want, all right? For real, yeah. though. They're just like, I don't see you contributing to the house. So, like, here we are. <laughs> Huge power move, honestly. Good for them. <laughs> I love it. Oh, so good. All What's right. your last one? I've been holding on to this one for, it seems like a while. Like it says two days on here, which I don't believe it. Like, I feel like I read this a week ago. Okay. Uh, I'm not going to read the title because I don't want to give it away, but I really love it. Excellent. So uh, today I fucked up, but he says this actually happened about four or five years ago. I was living in a hotel while I was attending secondary school for the military. And my boyfriend was visiting for the weekend. He had a mild case of Tania visicolor. So he asked me to cover his chest and back with some Salsen blue. I happily agreed he got naked and I got to rubbing. After he was fully coated in Selsun Blue, I got on my knees in front of him. Naturally, he was excited, but instead of getting things sexy, I tried to be funny because I'm very awkward. I grabbed his dick, looked up and said, wouldn't it be fun if I played your dick like a trumpet? Like a good sport. <laughs> I'm going to stop you right there, champ. <laughs> that would not be fun. <laughs> like, I don't think that would be fun. <laughs> Yeah, I love that, like, who really thought of this would be a fun idea, but alas, here oh we are. Oh, my God. Uh, he pretended to laugh at my attempt at a joke, and I started my musical. 
<laughs> I moved my face closer to his head and began making a trumpet noise while pushing the imaginary trumpet buttons on his shaft. This is where Stop I really it. fucked up. I can't, yes. like, I can't even, like, I'm just, like, visualizing this, and it's, like, too much. It's just too awkward, and it's I love It's way awkward. too much. No. This is where I really fucked up. I was having too much fun. I got carried away, and my <laughs> mouth accidentally made contact. Next thing I know, I felt an air bubble traveling through his shaft, and he let out the loudest screech I've ever heard. I couldn't process what was happening as he fell onto bed, writhing in pain. He was left squirming and moaning, not good moaning, for about 10 minutes. I'm pretty sure there was a couple of tears that fell from his eyes. I felt horrible. I thought I ruined this man's penis forever. What if I didn't? I thought he would never let me get close to it again. When the pain finally subsided, I told him I was sorry and he forgave me. We laughed at the events that I just transpired and agreed that I was never allowed to play with his dick instruments ever again. He ended up marrying oh me God. a couple years later, so maybe my dick what? instruments aren't really that bad. What? They're plot married twist. now? What a plot, plot twist. twist. Yeah. How? How? Her oh dick my... instrument skills are just good, man. Oh my god. Okay. Well, maybe maybe we should all look into this, I guess, then, is the moral of the story. Yeah, blow some air bubbles, make your boyfriend really pain. Like, that's the best device, apparently. Yeah, apparently that's the pro move. That's wifey material right there. So, great. <laughs> You'll love to see it. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, that's our stories. Uh, we will take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll have some conspiracies for you. BRB. we're back and it's time for conspiracy corner um i have brought you just a bizarre one today and it's not a well-known one but it's one that popped up on my news feed recently that apparently is floating around the internet so i thought i would talk about it because i was like it it's intriguing enough that i was like stopped to read it and i was like wait what um okay so supposedly there is someone over on TikTok, which of course is where this conspiracy theory started. Um, it's the TikToker's name is Mia. W22 for for anyone who's interested, I guess. Um, and she is basically claiming that the Titanic never sank. There's some relatives <laughs> who would like to disagree with you, buddy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> So she's claiming that the Titanic never sank. Um, and it was actually like like a different ship that sank. Okay, so I'll just go into the theory. Okay. So basically, the facts are, so on, on April 15th, 1912, the Titanic sank after striking an iceberg in the Atlantic Ocean. Okay, that's the story. We all know it. She's saying, except, did it actually? Um, everyone's like, well, yes, we have literally research dives and and history that all say yes it did like james cameron has literally shown us he's gone down and looked at it yeah like there's um, like video evidence of them going down there like okay yes so the twist is actually that she's saying a different ship is the one that sank so the tiktoker explains that um the Titanic was built in 1912 by the manufacturer White Star Line, which is also responsible for building dozens of other ships, including the Olympic, which was built in 1911, and the Britannic, which was built in 1914. So, 
she claims that the Olympic and the Titanic look identical. Um, and they, they do look pretty similar. So they both have like the four large chimneys and black and white exterior. Like they do look pretty much the same. Um, however, she says that no one apart from the builders knew what the ships looked like inside and therefore wouldn't know from the inside whether they were on the Titanic or the Olympic. So according to her theory, the White Star Line relied on this lack of knowledge about the interiors to trick the entire world, purposefully sink a ship, killing hundreds of people in the process, and claim insurance money. Um, she's saying that it took a lot of money to make the Titanic and it was going to be even more money to repair the Olympic. So what if we just sank the Olympic, um, claimed the insurance money, and... Um, scrapped it like it was the titanic for spare parts so that's what they're saying um (laughs) so she also says that some people knew that the ship was going to sink including banker jp morgan and chocolatier milton hershey both of whom canceled their trips on the titanic mysteriously right before it was set to leave um so she also says some stuff about like the number of portholes on the Titanic versus the Olympic. Um, yeah. So that's basically the whole theory. <laughs> so like, <laughs> how do we feel about this one? This <laughs> so it's, like... so the, the conspiracy is not that there isn't like that the sinking didn't happen. It's just that like, basically they switch places with these two ships and sank one of them to basically like, get money for the other one or whatever so yeah i don't know like (laughs) i guess what do we think (laughs) my thing is like always like i feel like conspiracy theories like to me only work if they're like relatively simple if you have to like go around the barn and like all the way back here to like get around to make your point i'm like i don't really get it like to me i'm like also like well like thing was fucking full like they would have made more money had they just been able to fucking sail it right like I yeah. really get the point about insurance, really. Like, seems no, right? Dumb. Like, yeah, I'm like, okay. I mean, like, I guess maybe, but like, why? <laughs> and at the end of the day, it's basically just like changing the name on the outside of two different ships. Like, is the like is the cons- would be the conspiracy? And I'm like, okay, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so yeah, that's mine for today. So thank you, TikTok. Thank you. Thank you, TikTok. We appreciate you. <laughs> Very cool, TikTok. Thank you. <laughs> All right. What's yours? Mine is involves a man named Andrew Tate. Um, oh, no. I forgot you were going to do this. Oh, okay. Here we go. <laughs> I'm going to go fairly light on him just because I'm going to be like... Honestly, like, if you're curious at all, like, look him up just because, like, he truly is an interesting person. It's kind of like, to me, like, when you had, like, the first MLM come out... And it's like, oh, yeah, this thing sucks, but it kind of, like, grew and grew into, like, this shit that we have today. I feel like he's that, where he's taken, like, kind of, like, this, like, almost, like, religious form of misogyny, but Mm. made it cool for, like, teenagers. That's why, like, there's, like, a lot of issues with, like, preteen boys at school, like, calling their teachers, like, cunts and bitches and, like... No, like, it's truly, like, he's created, like, a whole new monster, which is impressive for the internet, to say the least. How, like, like, how are kids, like, being exposed to Andrew Tate is the thing. Like, how does he get to them? Where is he? So that's what's interesting. Like, Behind the Bastards does, like, 
four hours on it. So like I could go really in depth to it, but like I'll give you try to be like as simple as possible. Okay. Essentially, he's banned on almost every single platform. Yeah, I would hope so. But here's what happens is like he has this thing. Ugh, it's called Hustlers University. So it's his own like Patreon. Okay, I've I've heard of this actually. Yeah, it's his own like oh, Patreon no. type thing where like mm-hmm. if you subscribe, it's like fifty bucks a month. You get a, a, like all his videos, and also like you get like permitted to a Discord where like he'll some, he'll sometimes post and stuff like that. So um, basically, what people will do, and he says like you can grow your influence online by like doing compilation videos of like stuff you like that he says. So that's what he does is like all these like kids literally make videos about like shit Andrew Tate says, puts it on TikTok, YouTube, etc. And it's like tons of accounts. So like really the social media platforms like can't take it down because it's oh. not like all one person. It's like a various amount of people. And so like that's how like it keeps spreading. So he's like an MLM of himself, basically. That's what's crazy. Like he's MLM, but like he has like hardcore misogyny. Like insane. probably some of the most I've ever seen. Like if you know why he's in jail, it's because like he routinely like he left UK to go to Romania because like he was going to be prosecuted there. But he went there because they have very light rape laws. And he said, oh, well, I don't rape anyone, but I just like to be in a more free country. Haha, ha, that's great, man. Um, oh, no. Yeah, he he's had many accusations against him. But like basically what he's done is like he was like a kickboxer slash MMA fighter. And after he was kind of done with his career, he kind of like was essentially a pimp is the easiest way to explain it. What he would do is he would get girls and like basically love bomb them and get them in a relationship and then say like, hey, I need money. Like, why don't you like do video like stripping porn, like chatterbait, those types of things. Okay. And so he would just like continuously get women to do this for him where, like, he'd have, like, a lot of, like, girls who were, like, 16, like, to, like, about 20 or so. Like, they're all on the younger end, all doing this for him. But then, like, people are accusing him of, like, sexual violence. There's this one girl who has, like, tons of, like, voicemails from him that are, like, really scary. Like, they made my, like, arm hair, like, puff up. Like, it's really creepy. Yikes. Um, Yeah, it's really intense. But yeah, um, so he's been doing that. He admitted to it. He even said, like, I love Romania because I can get away with, like, trafficking women. Like, he flat out, <laughs> he flat oh, out no. said it. He said no, that they you don't you just, like, say, say that. Even if you are trafficking women, jeez. <laughs> then what's crazy is some of that is, like, he does, like, gives, like, these kids, like, um, business advice for how to do their future. And so, like, one of his biggest things is, like, don't pay taxes. Pa- taxes are for suckers, which I'm, like... Dude, oh, you're, no. now you're going to, like, tra- tax fraud. The other thing, too, is, like, the way he says is, like, it's very MLM-y without actually having, like, a product. Like, I feel like the whole thing with MLMs is, like, you just spam products on people. His thing is, like, no, go, like, gaslight your mom because she loves you into giving you money and then, like, take advantage of her. Dear God. Like, he's full-out sociopath. He's like, no, like, the more people you can take advantage of, like, get them to love you and then they'll give you everything they have. Oh my god. Yeah, it's creepy. And then what's weird is like they also replayed what I think the scariest thing about him is to me, like I think he's going to jail. Like I truly believe he's going to jail because like he's like self-admitted to all his shit. Like they don't have to have that much evidence. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like you literally just go pick him up and you're just like, okay, well, this has all been proven. So like you're done here, I guess. No, the thing that scares me about him is like he's kind of like the first wave of a cycle. Like 
I think there's going to be like the next one who just picks up everything he's doing and is just like a slightly more careful about not being caught and sent to jail. About maybe like, not saying like, hey, don't pay taxes and I traffic women. Like, yeah. yeah, it seems not that hard to be like a little more subtle. No. So he's really interesting in terms of like, he's like one of the top like eight, I think, Googled people in the entire world. He actually like, who is Andrew Tate is actually one of the top Google searches of like the last year. So I don't know. He's, he's an odd one. What it, what I want to end on is just like him as a kid because he oh, wrote no. his own, he wrote his own autobiography, which truly when like sociopaths do it, it's amazing. He Stop says it. he tried to fight a doctor when he was in like recently conceived baby like the doctor tried to grab him so with his little infant hand he grabbed the doctor's hand and twisted it and broke the doctor's hand what (laughs) (laughs) excuse me (laughs) um yeah yeah definitely that checks out that uh makes a lot of sense bro he's he's a cool cool guy that's for sure god uh, but yeah, it's also kind of funny to me too. The other thing I want to point out is like, cause like he would basically do like what everyone else does is just like DM like all these like really younger girls to do this. Yeah. His game yes. was awful. It was just like, Hey, Hey, you want to chat? Like he didn't really have anything. Like, I feel like the only way he got people is like, he's relatively famous because like truly like whenever they like played his messages, like the, like all these girls from like a high school were like, Here's all the messages Andrew Tate us. He just did a bunch of negging and like shitty compliment stuff. Like, I don't know. He just is a gross human being. Was his game better or worse than Adam Levine? That's a hard, that's a hard one to compare. I'm just saying, I'm just throwing it out there. Like, where are we at? Like, I feel like he is slightly better just because Adam Levine is like the most passive flirting I've ever seen in my entire life. That body of yours is insane. <laughs> oh, Jill, jolly golly gee, those are oh some boobies. God. Oh my god. Oh, Adam Levine. Uh, huh. Alrighty. Well, what a time to be alive. Um, at the same time as Andrew Tate. Dear God. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. Um, the next topic I have is an interesting one, and this was brought to me um, by a friend of the pod, my husband, in fact. Um, the other day, we're out walking our dog, having a very chill time, nice family walk. And he turns to me out of the blue and asks, so do you know about this quicksand porn? <laughs> I don't know about this either. Is this a common, are all the, like... All the teenagers into the quicksand. Porn. So I just burst out laughing because I was just like, "What? <laughs> Excuse me!" <laughs> and he just starts laughing. He's like, "Yeah, it's like a thing." And I was like, "Is it though?" And he's telling me more about it. So I started doing my own research, and it is a thing. So let me describe it. I'm googling it. Myself. It's extremely. It's extremely literal, and it's, like, I would argue barely even porn is the thing. Like, so, it's it's literally just a woman, like, typical kind of porn star woman, um, but nothing crazy. She is just slowly sinking into quicksand, and that's, like, the whole video. And she's, like, oh, no, help, you know, and stuff. 
And I mean, there might be a point where she's like, maybe it'll help if I take my top off. And so like her boobs might be out eventually, but like, there's not even like necessarily like a sex component to it. Like it's just like a girl sinking into like simulated quicksand. That's all it is. Um, so thoughts. <laughs> I'm currently watching it for research purposes. For research, yeah. <laughs> oh no, I'm at the point I think where she's getting naked. Yeah, this is very literal. So like it's super literal, and like yes, there is like I guess nudity on some level, but there's nothing particularly like sexual about it. Honestly, no. like it's pretty like pretty tame. For, like, a category of, like, I guess what would would be called porn. Like, I guess this is supposed to, like, sexually arouse or excite someone. It, but it's, like, completely non-sexual, I feel like. And this is, like, along the same lines to me as, like, those, like, um, you know, like, those, like, cake, those, like, cake sitting videos. Yeah. Or, like, um, like. The balloon popping. Balloon popping. Um, the bread smushing. There's, like, all the weird porn i'm sorry and i don't mean to use the term weird everyone's got their thing it's cool but like you know the the the, the lines of i would say non-traditional um porn Mm -hmm. and i use the term porn loosely here um but i'm just kind of fascinated like even more so than like a foot fetish person i just want to talk to someone who's into quicksand porn and just understand it like i just want to know like what are they getting out of this like what what does this have to offer them? I'm like so interested. Yeah, to me, it's like the lady who got stuck in a dryer, but somehow it's like different. But there's no but sex. But even then, but even then, they like fuck them. They're like, yeah. Oh no, I'm naked and I got stuck ass up in this bed. You're gonna have to fuck me out of it. Like, and it like even then, it's like there is like a sexual component. This to me is just fascinating, but it's literally just a woman slowly sinking into the quicksand. Like, I yeah. just, I don't know. Like, I, I don't even have any theories about like what, like what part of this like turns people on. Is it yeah. like, is it like the loss of control? Is it some sort of like, I like, don't do know. Do they think it's going to be like a savior? Like they're going to save the person? Yeah. Is it like a savior complex thing? Is it like a twisted, like low stakes version of you like seeing women in trouble, like women like at risk, but like that takes it to like a darker place. And I feel like it's not really that like, I don't know. I'm just trying to figure this out and I'm so confused. Yeah. I don't really have any answers on this one. Um, I also had a Kelsey and I had a debate on a similar subject. Um, Oh, excellent. (laughs) Not to kink shame anyone, of course. No, um, again, we're not saying that there's anything wrong with any of this. We just have questions. Like, we just want to know more. <laughs> so it's not really directed at anyone who has ever been to a Hooters or been to a strip club, but I made the declaration that I thought it was sadder to be a regular at Hooters than it was to be a regular at a strip club. What okay. are your thoughts? Because Kelsey was like, I don't even understand that logic. And I'm like, it makes perfect sense to me. But I no, hard- I get no, I get it. I have a hard it. time I, I, explaining it. <laughs> no, no, I, I definitely get it. Because I just think, like, Cooters is kind of, like, 
the wimpy version. Like, if you're going to be a little bitch about it, you know? Like, it's like if you're going to be a regular at an establishment that's about male pleasure, Mm -hmm. then commit, you know? Like, go for it. Like, just go for the full strip club. Don't, don't like, half-ass it. I feel like Hooters is, like, really half-assing it. That's, like... Like, being a regular at Hooters, like, says you're too scared to go to a real strip club. Well, I think to me, too, this is where I drew the line as well, is I was like, if you're a regular at a strip club, typically those guys seem to know the rules. Like, they're not, like, pushing anything. Like, they they know their place. They're, like, know the deal. With me, the Hooters regulars are, like, they secretly think they're going to date these ladies. And like the more they like buy wings from them, like eventually they'll be interested. Like to me, there's just like a sadness to that versus just like a transaction, which is essentially what a strip club is. Yeah. The Hooters is putting like a weird, like thinly veiled guise of like, Oh, this is a real establishment, but like, you know why the guys are there. And that is a little sad. It's almost like you're trying to, like, lie to yourself about, like, why you're there. Yeah. I also have a vendetta against Hooters. Um, Please tell know, me more. I want to know why. <laughs> Please explain. <laughs> How has Hooters wronged you? <laughs> I haven't been in, like, God, I don't know, like, maybe 10 or 15 years. Like, it has been a long time since I've been there. So, full disclosure, like truly hate hooters i don't want to go there but like i have a vendetta the last time i went there i got like the wings because like no one goes there for the culinary excellence of hooters like you just yeah get and the no one's like wings. ordering a salad like no. you know <laughs> um so i had wings and i like a lot of ranch they fucking charge you like two dollars per ranch container what no at least the they did the audacity they did I don't know if they do anymore. I haven't been in forever, but like that just pissed me off really badly. So. No, no, that's offensive. People yeah. who charge extra for ranch, I, I'm, I've never been more offended. God. And usually it's like 50 cents, which like it like irritates me, but it doesn't Even then, piss me off. Offensive. But $2, I'm like, the fuck is this ranch? That's rude. That's fucking rude. That's what that is. Damn. Yeah. Okay. Now I'm mad at Hooters too. That's offensive. <laughs> I get it. So yeah, so that's a that's quicksand porn in a nutshell. Um, if anyone else out there has any ideas for like fun, um, you know, alternative types of porn, um, please let us know. And I'm not talking about you know, basically if it's a spe- if it's a category that can be found on Pornhub, that's not what we're talking about. Like we yeah. want to get deep into some real alternative shit here. So if you've got any ideas for us, please let us know, and we'll we'll explore them on the pod because I think niche genres of porn is like a really interesting topic that never gets old because there's there's something subreddit oh i'm sure there's a subreddit and you know (laughs) there's something out there for everyone so like Mm -hmm. the possibilities are endless anyway um let's talk milf manor because i finally watched we have three episodes under our belt now so we've got a real taste of um of what this show is all about. So my thoughts initially, um far more cringe than I even could have possibly anticipated. Um really just some deeply troubling things going on on this show. Um I'm also like a little bit fascinated just by like certain characters on the show. So a few things I got right 
which I'll outline. Um, the diversity on the show is actually really nice. Um, it is. I, I, will, I really I appreciate that, that. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. You, you do win there. Okay. So yeah, yeah. You, you got really that. Really nice diversity. Um, I thought it was gonna be like a bunch of like you know like blonde bimbos like, but there's only one. There's so there's eight women and their sons. Which yes, of course, that's the plot twist. Is they're dating like they're dating each other's sons. There's eight kind of pairs on the show, and like they are extremely diverse in the casting. So I really like that. And we got all different types of MILFs too, which is nice. Mm-hmm. You've got like the traditional like 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 fake blonde, big boobs MILF, but then you've got like some other MILFs who are like you've got like, you know, an Asian MILF, you've got like um you've got Two like Hispanic, a, one black. Yeah, uh, like it's very diverse. So like that's fun. Um so good for them on that front. Um I also love the fact that they were literally like too cheap to even like hire a host for this show. They literally text them <laughs> like what I, they're supposed to do each day, which is so funny to me. <laughs> I actually like that. Weirdly it's enough, hilarious. like that's one of the few things where I'm like, yeah, we don't really need a host. Like just I love tell it. Them I just think it's like and, so yeah. funny. Some producers like laying in bed texting them like, Oh yeah, today you're gonna write out your darkest secret and put it on a board. Ha ha. Like it's just so crazy. Like TLC's just like unhinged. <laughs> um, so that's fun. Um, I also like how it kind of seems like they're just in a, in a big Airbnb in a neighborhood somewhere in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Like they're not, it doesn't even seem like they're like at a resort. Like they're literally just stuck them in some big Airbnb in Mexico, basically. And they're like, here you go, guys. Good luck out there. <laughs> so I just think like the structure of it is hilarious. Um, beyond that, th- some downsides, um, just a few. <laughs> Um, there is no structure. So the show is chaotic. We don't even know, like, is there a competition? Are, are there winners? Are there losers? Is there an ultimate goal? Is there a plan? Like, what are we working towards? We don't know any of that. They just like threw us in. They're just like, here you go. Here's some MILFs. Have fun. Like it's chaotic. Um, and then there's like the, just the actual people who are on this show. Um, I just want to talk a little bit about the one who like thinks he's Robert Pattinson in Batman. He Wait. doesn't actually say that, but you he's just giving the vibes. Is he the he's, one like throwing crickets at people? Yeah, and he's got like the, he's like wearing nail polish yeah. and whenever they show him in the sun, he's got like a black hoodie like all the way pulled yeah. up. Like he's so funny to me. I'm like, how did you end up on this show? I love it though. I think he's just just absolutely insane. I love him. Um, he's wild. Um, I also really like the mom and I think her name's Charlene. Mm-hmm. I really like Charlene and I, and her, um, her son, who's like a male stripper. That I pair, like that pair's yeah. my favorite pair. I like Charlene a lot. I don't know why at first, like, it seemed like you never saw her. And I was like, She's she seems actually really so- cool. Like, She's like so her. fun to me because yeah. she like, okay, she really fills the role of like realistic MILF because yeah. she's just cool and chill and just like trying to hold her life together. Like, and she's like, I'm just a single mom, like doing it all. Also, she's the one whose daughter died like a less yeah. than a year ago. I mean, like Charlene has gone through some shit, but like she to me is like the most like realistic one of like, you see her and you're like, oh yeah, that could be like my friend's mom. Yeah, like that. Yeah, that that's that's you know that's Dan's mom or whatever. Yeah, she's cool. Like, I mean, Charlene just seems like she keeps it real. She's also like 
the actual mom of the whole group i feel like she's always like checking in with people and like talking to people and just like being like real about things like so she's fun i like her a lot i love that her son is a male stripper like i think that's so fun (laughs) so like good for them um but yeah it's just god what a chaotic show i mean any any favorites sticking out for you at this point No, I think I said it last episode. I like the moms, like all pretty much holistically. Um, the one really blonde one, um, disco, Kelly. disco mommy, yeah, <laughs> Kelly. <laughs> she's Kelly's from Orange County because, of course, she is. <laughs> she's a lot, but I don't know. I think you got to have one of those on a reality show. But truly, like, I'll no, be she honest. like she like brings the drama. Like she cre- she is the drama, and and we need it, you know. Because like honestly, I think all the other ones by themselves would just be like kind of like hanging out, getting yeah. along. You've got to throw one grenade into the mix just to like really blow it up. Um, I did think it was hilarious how that one son got like really offended that his mom like fucked his best friend. <laughs> like, that was wild. <laughs> he's just like why would you admit that in front of everyone like he was he was like actually offended yeah but he was like more mad about that part than they actually fucking the best friend i know he's like mad that she said it in front of everyone and i'm like dude i think you have your priorities wrong (laughs) well yeah that like you're on a show where she's gonna beg like someone you're like you're one of your one of the men in the room with you right now and like oh my god also i can't get over the fact that kelly's son is 20 yeah like 20 like he can't even legally drink in the u.s like thank god they're in mexico but jeez he's He's so young and then there's like He's a there's baby, a, like an actual like the, baby. There's that one guy who's like also 32, which like I think he's like my favorite of the dudes. Like he just seems like he has his shit together. Like that's like a lot of those like Yeah, younger... no, he he's like pretty normal. Yeah. Like he he seems cool too. Like he's way more like on his shit than anyone else. I also like that he's the one who's had like a like seven, eight way. Like he was like in an orgy with like seven ladies. Oh, and he was so chill about it, too. He's just like, yeah, well, you know, it was my birthday. Like, that happens. Like, and you're like, dude, that doesn't happen. Like, but okay. (laughs) I know. He's cool. The thing that cracks me up the most on this show is, like, anytime they interview the women, like, they literally just are, like, so horny and want to bang. But, like, anytime they interview... They're the horniest. They're they're insane. (laughs) But anytime they interview any of the dudes, it's always like, yeah, I think it would be fun to date her. And I'm like, you're all not, like, there to like bone either like why are we not getting more sex on this show but okay oh my god no i I think my favorite was kelly when she was on a date with that one guy who like she kept being repulsed by him one yes yeah she kept like being like oh i don't like that i don't like that and then like literally like after being repulsed she was like so you want to like have sex on the beach and i'm like so you're not like into this dude but you're just like yeah let's fucking bang whatever she is the horniest it's insane also like all the ladies are just like like they're just they're so incredibly thirsty like i'm just i'm just blown away like i I can't even imagine being this horny like ever like these women are next level like the one the one guy the the um charlene's son the male stripper yeah. He takes his shirt off at one point, and they're all like, oh, my God. Like, in the little cutaway, they all go crazy. Like, they start screaming, and then, like, in the little talking head interviews, they're just like, when he took his shirt off, oh, my God, mm-hmm. that did it for me. They're, like, going crazy, and I'm like, 
he's just kind of like a normal dude who took his shirt off. Like, I, it's so crazy. Also, beyond that, there's been, like, multiple shots where, like, ladies are in, like, bikinis and dudes are just shirtless. Like, peppered in through the show. So yes. It's not like they haven't even You're seen that before. You're on the beach in Mexico. This is not yeah. new information. Like... My other favorite was when Kelly got really mad for two ladies speaking Spanish to each other. When she oh, my gosh. Literally in Mexico. Like... So funny. That's so funny. Me and my friends who watched with me were all like, how dare she? How dare them speak Spanish in Mexico? <laughs> yeah. God, what a show. What a show. Who's, who's your favorite guy and girl? Like like pairing to date? No, just like favorite in general. Oh no. Well, okay, so Charlene for sure is she's great. She's a queen. Love her. Um I I like I like Jose a lot because I just think he's like there to cause chaos. Mm-hmm. Like I think though Jose Jose knows that all the moms are into him. And he's just, like, working it. Like, he's just, like, making the rounds, like, fucking with everyone. Like, yeah. Jose, I think, is, like, the most interesting in terms of just, like, he's, like, yeah, these ladies like me. I'm here to I'm here to make some shit happen. Like, <laughs> also, the one who was literally going to sleep with Kelly on the first night. Yeah. And then her own son was, like, no, mom. <laughs> like, it's the first night. Go, go to your room. <laughs> Oh my gosh. And the phrase first night strokes. Did you hear when he said that? And it was like the most upsetting thing. I don't recall this, but I think it's it was been a bad. while since I saw the first episode. No, so. it was bad. It was in the first episode. And it was when Kelly was like taking that guy up to yes. her room. Yes, and he I do was just that. like, oh. he's like, all right, first night strokes. And we're just like, never stick, never speak of that oh. again. Like, never say that. <laughs> like, no, there's some guys on there that I'm actually like impressed that they have had sex because of the way they act. I'm like, I don't think you're acting like that, but I don't think the 20 year old has had sex. I'm gonna be real with you. <laughs> like, I don't think he has. <laughs> um, so my favorite girl is Stephanie, the like the lady that all the dudes are into. I love her. Yes. 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 Then... I don't. I don't really get why they all like Stephanie either. I don't either. Cause I, I think she's like, one of like the least interesting or attractive ones. No, but they're all really into her. She was like cute, but like she's not like the best one. I thought uh, who's like the pa- Pola, Paola, something like that. Like the oh, Jose's Pola. mom. Pola, she's, yeah. She's really cute, but it's like her and her son have like a weird relationship. Yeah, though something weird is going on there for sure. It's It's bizarre. She literally said she was jealous of like the people dating her son. And I'm like, okay. Chill, man. Know, Chill. I did an Instagram uh, creep. Want to know what they do? Yes. They're a mother, son, PT instructors. Like they do it together. No. Yeah. I don't like that. It's kind of odd. That's too far, man. That's just too far. <laughs> God. Oh, boy. Um,. Well, yeah, so that's Milf Manor um, in a nutshell. I I do plan to keep watching because at this point I have to see this train wreck through to the end. Um, so we'll keep discussing it. Um, so keep up with the uh, 
the viewing club if you if you want to listeners at home and we'll we'll keep talking about it um I, let us know if there's any key plot points that you want us to cover <laughs> <laughs> i do periodically curse your name while i'm watching it just because like last night i was gonna watch last of us and mm-hmm. i was like oh shit i gotta watch Wolf manor and so then i got like really <laughs> upset with you <laughs> <laughs> you're just in your, in your apartment like fuck you sarah <laughs> like, i hate what? this <laughs> I was like, I was going to watch Prestige TV, but now I got to watch the stupid milk oh show. Oh, my God. Oh, okay, well, I'm I'm not sorry. <laughs> you can watch Last of Us at another time, okay? This is urgent. <laughs> oh, geez. Um, wow. All right. So... There's this other show that I wanted to briefly touch on in the in the vein of like really horrifying TV shows. Um, now I will say I have not watched this TV show, but I just recently found out that it's out there. Um, and I just wanted to bring it to your attention. Maybe you've heard of it. Um, it is called Naked Attraction. I don't know. Have you heard of this show? It's well, I, I, I've heard of like Naked and Afraid, and like there's a bunch of like shows where people are just like naked for some reason. But what is this? So Naked Attraction. So you probably haven't heard of this because it's a show in the UK. So it's like a British show, actually, um, which is wild to me because the British seem fairly like uh, buttoned up. So I'm I'm pretty fascinated that this is a popular show there. Um, but it's a show called Naked Attraction in the UK. Um, there's been like many seasons of it. It's apparently very popular. Um, they, it, they literally just like bring someone on and show them like they're show them like the people like the dating contestants like naked mm-hmm. like in different sections of their bodies and they get to like pick someone to date based off of it like it's i i really don't understand it beyond that i need to like find an episode like on youtube or something and watch it because i'm like fascinated but you literally just pick based off of like looking at them naked I think and that's like the whole show um but this came to my attention because apparently there was a guy on recently who had just like a giant dick like apparently just like huge <laughs> and I guess it like completely blew away like the contestant the host like everyone was all just like oh my god like they were just like in shock from this guy so now I'm really curious. I need to watch this show. I don't think they actually show you the dick because that seems like really shocking. But I, I don't think it's that cool. But um, you get to see like the people's reactions to it and stuff. But um, yeah, I guess the the woman who was on that episode did in fact pick the guy with the huge dick. So good for her. Good for her indeed. Yeah. So that's like the moral of that story. But um, I mean, I'll check this show out. And give you. <laughs> No, I know. It's a great moral. (laughs) (laughs) And in conclusion class, she picked the guy with the biggest dick. (laughs) Uh, Good for her. I'm glad that TV has really, you know, gotten very prestigious lately. Honestly, TV's doing great these days. Really good stuff out there. (laughs) I see no issues. This is the like slap competition. Oh, man, we're like peak TV right now. This is the golden age of television that they've been telling us about. <laughs> it's it's here. <laughs> uh, well, on that note, do we want to get into some thirst corner? <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> So are we continuing with our BuzzFeed list? 
Yeah. Um, Excellent. So number seven on here is Keanu Reeves, who I'm counting because people nominated him like years later. So I don't really fully count that. So yeah, that one's kind of like a halfsy one because he was like after the fact given a year when they didn't have one. They were like, oh, yeah, he should have been the one for that year when we didn't pick anyone. So uh, mm-hmm. it, it's him. But like he didn't get the full treatment. I don't no. know. It kind of it's like a yes and a no. Yeah, okay. it's kind of stupid to me. He's All a right. valid pick, though, and he should yeah. have his full glory. He should. I agree. So number eight, I don't understand this one. George Clooney, he's been he's won it twice. Like, I don't know why are we picking him? He's already not just once, but he's been. He he's does not need twice. to win again. Yeah. He's fine. He's good. Yeah. He doesn't okay. need to three peep. All right. Uh, John Cook, one of the members of BTS. Okay. <laughs> I'm with you. Like, I don't really have any like, like, strong like, feelings about like, BTS. But, sure, yeah. I have no opinions on BTS. I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, Michael B. Jordan, which I think is one I said, because I don't get why he has I think we picked. said that like we could see him getting it in the next yeah. year or two. Like I could definitely see that happening. This is an interesting pick, because I'm not sure how I feel about this one. Andrew Garfield. Okay, I'm 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 a yes on that. I think I talked about him recently for Thirst Corner, right? Like I Yeah, he, you did. Yeah, like he definitely I didn't see it for a long time, but now I finally do. Yeah. All right. Maluma? Fuck is Maluma? Oh, he's a musical artist. Okay, I don't know who he is, but uh um, he, he looks I mean, attractive. Like, He's pretty hot, yeah. Like, I mean, I don't really know much about him other than that. He's a musical artist. I think I know a few of his songs. But, um, yeah, no, he's pretty hot. Um, okay, okay. Any others? Yeah, uh, last one on here is uh, Henry Golding. He, he isn't a very attractive man, so I can see that one. Yeah, he is, he is. And they need the diversity, honestly. So um, that'd be a good pick. It is. All right, that's our five for this week, then. Okay, okay, those are solid. Yeah, pretty good ones overall. I like this list. Yeah. I would like to pose another one. Not necessarily my thirst corner for the week, but like I would suggest this as a future pick. It's a controversial choice, but I think it could be popular. Um, I think Bad Bunny would be a great choice. Yeah, I feel like it's a good choice. Because people love Bad Bunny. I didn't realize how popular he was, but apparently, like, he's, like, insanely popular. Um, he's one of, like, the most streamed artists on Spotify, which is kind of yeah, crazy to me. But He's, like, one of the most streamed artists, like, in the world right now. Like, he's crazy popular. Um, and I feel like he's, like, kind of, like, a fun, like, non-traditional thirst. Like, yeah. he's definitely, like, he just does kind of, like, weird shit. And, like, he has a very, like, unique style, like, all around. Like, he's definitely not, like, your classic, like thirst trap but like i feel like people are obsessed with him so like i think he would be an interesting choice um i don't think people will do it because i think that's a little too edgy for them but i think he'd be a really good one yeah so that's my uh that's my pick also i don't know if i've mentioned this but bad bunny is like apparently like very involved with like wwe and he's like he like so i think it was like a year or two ago he like showed up in the Royal Rumble match and they're like, and Bad Bunny's entering the ring. Like, and I'm just like, wait, why is Bad Bunny here? But I love it. It's so random and like I absolutely love it. So um he's apparently a big I think he's probably like just a fan. And they were like, they're like, hey, do you want to be in this? Or like he he even maybe approached them and was like, hey, I want to be involved or something. But like 
I love it. I love it that he's into it. And he's just like, yeah, I'll get in the ring. Sure. <laughs> I think my favorite person involved in WWE is just like Henry Prince Jr. Who's just like such a fan. He decided to like write for it. Like it's so random to me, but I love it. I love that. I love it when people just like get like really get involved. Like, yeah, there's certain people who are just re- like weirdly really into it. And you're like, good for you. <laughs> Did, um, so is that your thirst for the official thirst for the week or? Um, yeah, I'll go with bad bunny for my thirst for the week. Just because, I wouldn't I would argue that I'm not necessarily even like super attracted to him but like I do get the appeal like I think he's a very cool like he seems very cool and I do think he's like a really interesting character and I do like understand it on some level like he's one of those that I can't really explain why but like I get why people like him so much so yeah I'll go with that do you know he's gonna be in a superhero movie no like you know how like sony has like the spider-man movies and they have like the venom and morbius as like the subset of those yeah morbin out man so he's gonna be in one he's gonna be el muerto that sounds like fun like in a bad way (laughs) it's a superhero that literally no one knows about like even the hardcore nerds are like um who like (laughs) so yeah that should be fun Okay, well, I will go see that. If it's if it's in the same vein as Morbius, I am thrilled. Um, I am still telling everyone that Morbius is going to be a cult classic. We're going to watch it like we go to yep. midnight viewings of the room. It's going to happen. I'm I'm ready. Yeah, <laughs> I'm ready for people to wake up and see the greatness of Morbius. <laughs> I have a friend who has a uh, movie podcast here in Kansas City, and like he hated it so much. And I keep telling him, I'm like, I truly love that movie, and like, no, it, I'm like, not being ironic. I truly love that movie. No, like, it's, it's legitimately just... so fun. Like it's so bad, it's so fun. Yeah. Uh, if you don't see why Morbius is an amazing movie, like you're, I'm sorry, like I don't know how to help you. <laughs> like, so, it was a prime viewing experience. <laughs> so my thirst for the week actually involves uh, that same friend. So he has to watch like two movies a week for his podcast, and so he's like at the theater all the time. So awesome. I really wanted to watch this movie called Infinity Pool. Have you? Do you know anything about Infinity yes, Pool? Yes, I do know about it. Yes, but okay. why don't you enlighten our uh, listeners? <laughs> oh, I so, know about it. <laughs> it's the son of David Cronenberg, who's like the famous like body horror director, and so he yep. made this movie with Alexander Skarsgård and Mia Goth. Which, so you know it's gonna be weird. <laughs> like, <laughs> here's the deal: I love weird movies. I truly do. This one was like w- too weird for me. And, like, that is a high standard to go by. Wait, so did you actually go see it with him? Yes. Oh, my God. Okay. I've, I've, so, been, I've been very curious. I'm, I'm not going to go see it, but I'm very curious. So do you ever – have you ever had those, like – well, obviously, do because we have a podcast about it. But, like, you watch a movie, and you're like, wow, I really want those two people to go have some weird sex. Yeah, absolutely. That never comes true. This movie oh. – this oh, movie, though, <laughs> oh, it came true, all right. Oh my god! I'm watching like Mia Goth and Alexander Skarsgård, and like they're both very attractive people, by the way. Yeah, but yeah. they're also very weird. Like they're both oh, yeah. very, very weird. No, they both sign on to do like the craziest yeah. shit for movies. Like they're they're weirdos. So I was like, man, I really want these two to hook up. So they start hooking up, and I'm like, well, this is hot. And then, um, as they're you know fake having sex i'm not gonna say they really were um then some uh, random people with some masks uh come in and then they have an orgy oh okay so okay. that was fun and then so like uh, very like eyes wide shut like okay yeah. here we go 
then because this is like kind of a weird sci-fi movie, the there's a duplicate of Alexander Skarsgård running around, and Mia Goss like, well, we could have a threesome, and you could have a threesome with yourself. And I was like, are we actually gonna show this? We didn't, but we came close. Um, okay. Then the real weird one happened at the very end of the movie. Alexander Skarsgård is crying, so then she goes to comfort him. She comforts him by taking some of his blood, rubbing it on her nipple, and then mm. Alexander Skarsgård then suckles at her nipple. Mm. Classic comfort, yeah. Yeah, that's what I do. Whenever yeah, I that's just a normal Friday that. night. <laughs> Had a rough week, you know? <laughs> so yeah, I can't say wow. I recommend this movie to pretty much anyone, because I have a pretty weird high weird threshold yeah this is pretty much above me so i was like damn mm, yeah okay i i respect this movie for what it's trying to do but dear god is this a lot i respect it but i don't want to watch it <laughs> like <laughs> yeah i don't really want to watch it again but that's some movies for me where i'm like i i respect what you're doing here but i'm not gonna watch <laughs> like, i'm glad that you're out there doing it though <laughs> oh my gosh what's the thing that that just reminds me of um Oh my gosh, in in Zoolander? Yes. When he's, what is he, it's like Owen Wilson's character, Hans. Mm-hmm. When he's like talking about like a, dire- a director he loves or something. He's talking about something, or no, like a musician or something. And he's like, oh yeah, I love his work. I mean, I don't listen to it, but like I really respect that he's out there doing it or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like that's, that's me. With like, <laughs> yeah, with this movie, like really respect that you're out here doing this, but no, not going to do it. <laughs> no, I... Who I respect the most is just Mia Goth for doing the weirdest shit, and I just love it. I like that's partially why I saw it. Is I was like, you know, I don't even care if I don't like this movie. Like she's gonna kill it, which she did. I love her. She's great. I mean, she very well may be one of like the greatest actors of like her generation, which is pretty crazy because she's out here doing the shit that like no one else will do. Like, <laughs> no, you need to add Pearl to your list. It's like one of the most incredible performances I've ever seen. Like, yeah, I, yeah. Like the last fifteen minutes of the movie, I was like on the edge of my chair, and it's literally just Mia Goth talking, and like I'm like so intense stuff where I'm like, oh my god, what the fuck is about to happen? <laughs> Am I about to die? <laughs> I think she's going to kill me, and I'm kind of into it, honestly. <laughs> oh, God. I love it. Awesome. All right. Well, um, any random chatter? No, I feel like we've had a lot of uh, random chatter uh, throughout this episode. So this got... whole episode has been random chatter, honestly. Basically. <laughs> All right. Cool. Well, on that note, then, peace and blessings, y'all. Peace and blessings. Bye.